Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? It's good to be with you always. I pray that you're well. I pray that you know how much you are loved by God. If you don't feel worthy of being loved, uh, you are right. That is your opinion. And uh, you are right. And I don't, I am not, I, not that I don't feel, I know I'm not worthy of being loved by a holy, all merciful God, but He is God and we, simply get in his way and we get loved he is a god of love he is love it's not what he is like it's not what he is when he feels good or when he feels good about us he's a god of love and you are loved like it or not if you've left the church and you're a sheep gone astray you're loved no matter what and he may break your leg to bring you home but he loves you and he wants you home and there's nothing you have to do to come home except come to him that's all just come to him run to him in the confessional and he will forgive you and you will be back home it's be a wonderful wonderful thing i came across an article um oh uh i think it was uh actually last week the end of last week um and it has to do with the um canadian re-election of justin trudeau um uh, as their prime minister, and it is um, realistic and awful, absolutely awful. And I, I want to quickly um, share this with you because um, if any of the, just about all of the candidates running for uh, president outside of one or two, um, get in, this is what we're going to have. We're going to have totalitarianism, socialism, communism, fascism, call it by any name. They have slight distinctions, but they're all simply total government control and the loss of our freedom. Um, and it is absolutely devastating, absolutely devastating. All we have to look Uh, do is look at any communist country through the history of the world and we'll see that it's utterly devastating and the sheep the people like blind sheep uh, all went for it it sounded good they'd be taken care of uh, um, medical program for all housing for all work for all food for all and they completely lost their freedoms and they lost their life and they live in poverty let me read this to you. <clears throat> Canadian voters have re-elected Justin Trudeau as their prime minister. The October 21st election shows that the Liberal Party garnered 150 seats to 121 for the Conservatives. Um, let me not read through all of this. We don't need that. Um <clears throat> What is most striking about the election for this observer, who is Donald DeMarco, that is the editor, uh, the author of this article, 
um, what is the most striking about the election for this observer living in Canada is that many Canadian voters seemed indifferent to the fact that their culture is clearly shifting in a totalitarian direction. A profile of the candidates is a sufficient indication of this. The Trudeau government required students applying for government-funded summer jobs. Listen to this, beloved. The Trudeau government required students applying for government-funded summer jobs to sign an attestation professing their support of abortion, same-sex marriage, and the LGBTQ coalition. He banned certain Christian summer camps serving underprivileged children from participating in the Canada Summer Jobs Program because of their religious beliefs. And um, uh, uh, Justice uh, Center staff lawyer Marty Moore said this is nothing short of anti-religious bigotry. Trudeau has committed $7.1 billion over the next 10 years to promote abortion at home and abroad. He will not allow liberal MPs um, to vote their conscience on matters of abortion and LGBTQ matters, and he will not allow pro-life candidates to run as liberals. He opposes conscience rights, for health care workers. This is the devil who has entered into a very young man. Absolutely awful. The leaders of the New Democratic Party and the Green Party think the same way concerning abortion. That's in Canada. Same-sex marriage, LGBTQ issues, doctor-assisted suicide, and the discriminalizing of marijuana, um, the decriminalizing of marijuana and prostitution. Both of those can be legal again. This promotion of a unanimity, that's easy for you to say, unanimity of thought, together with an intolerance of dialogue, have received considerable impetus from academia in a university textbook called Biosociology, for example. Um... Let me just see. Um, okay, here. Uh, Marlene, uh, in this university textbook entitled Sociology, Marlene Mackey of the University of Calgary states that, quote, Canadian society could not continue to exist unless the thousands of new members born each year eventually learn to think to believe and to behave as Canadians. But the first one is up there, to think. Our children are no longer beloved, no longer taught to think, even in Catholic schools, very few Catholic schools, maybe those with a classical education, a solid reading program. Our children are taught to pass tests. They're not taught to think. The continuity of our society requires that children come to embrace societal values as their own. See, that's the plot. 
if they become socialists, well, what's the big deal with the government? Citizens must adhere to cultural norms because they themselves view those norms as right and proper. This is the plan. What this socialist is really saying is that the aim of universities is to discourage students from thinking. Michael O'Brien, magnificent Catholic man of God, magnificent order, uh, author, I'm sorry, Michael O'Brien, in his 1993 booklet called The Family and the New Totalitarianism, <clears throat> that's 1993, warned his Canadian readers of a new form of totalitarianism that they may not recognize as such. Of course, they're not going to recognize it. Again, like the frog in warm water. He wrote that the old totalitarianism conjured up images of barbed wire, jack boots, and thought control in people's minds. Most Canadians fall, fail to see the new and oncoming totalitarianism because it is fed to them in the deceptive context of diversity and inclusivity. Beloved, that's exactly what's happening in the United States. The watchdog is distracted by the bait and lets down its defenses. That's exactly what's happening to us. It's shocking to watch. What are the signs of totalitarianism? Listen, you may call and say, what is totalitarianism? What are its signs? How will we know it? Here they are, seven of them. You, um, unanimity of thought, that we all think the same thing because we don't think. Suppression of criticism. You can't criticize one another. You know, we have to respect one another's opinion. No, we don't. I don't respect opinions that are immoral. I can respect the individual, but not his opinion. He has a right to his opinion. I don't say he does not have a right to his opinion, but I don't respect, I don't have to respect it. And so, number two, the suppression of criticism. Number three, denial of conscience. Beloved, I don't know of much greater subject to warn us together about. The denial of conscience. Everyone's doing it. Come on. You know, it, it's not that big a deal. I believe what I believe in. You know, I can, I can, I can do this. Nobody's even going to think it's bad because they're all doing it. Your conscience is the hope you have left. And the more you turn from your conscience, the slightest prompting of the Holy Spirit, the more you turn from your conscience, the more seared it will be until you no longer know right from wrong. <clears throat> Number four, abdication of reason. You see, if we stop thinking, we stop the use of reason. God himself said, come let us reason together. We become robots. Number five, government coercion. That's already the case in the United States. Government coercion. People are being uh, forced, having forced abortions, uh, being fired from their jobs for any religious belief expressed, um, 
being sued and put out of business if they are a Christian organization who does not want to participate in what they know and believe is absolutely immoral. The government imposes on them and they lose their livelihood and everything else. It's, it's, it's here already, beloved. Number six, mass conditioning of thought and will. Mass conditioning of thought and will. We already have it. We already have it throughout the public schools, beloved. Mass conditioning of thought and will. It is, um, oh my goodness, uh, there's so many uh, examples and tragedies in this. Um, where children are allowed to sue their parents, where children no longer respect or obey their parents because they don't think they have to, because their friends don't, and the teachers tell them that they need to decide if their parents are right. And the schools teach them what their parents would teach them is wrong, but the school all of a sudden becomes right and more powerful. It's, look at the story of Hitler. That's exactly what happened. Mass conditioning of thought and will. And finally, seven, persecution of dissenters. That's already in our country. Persecution of dissenters. That's already in our country. Anyone, in any, doesn't have to be a government job, could be a a public job, who disagrees on the basis of value, of reason, of, of religion, Uh, is fired from their job if they speak up they're fired we read something yesterday where where um, children in public schools had to write and and state the um, the muslim oath of faith the title was islamization of schools it's insane and the and the child was made to do it the child was made to do it and when the, the parents complained, uh, I, I don't remember the outcome if they took their children out of school or the child was put out of school, but that child was made to look at films and everything of Muslim um, indoctrination and saying that Allah is God. I'm reading you a Canadian report, but it's already greatly in our country, beloved. It's already greatly in our country. All these signs are evident in Canadian society, and they become crystal clear throughout the campaign. They became crystal uh, clear throughout Justin Trudeau's campaign. Omitted from all the discussion was the importance of spiritual battles. In his book, The Crisis of Western Education, the eminent historian Christopher Dawson remarks that ignoring the, quote, spiritual component in human nature and in the human psyche is a blunder so enormous that no advance in scientific method or educational technique is sufficient to compensate for it. It is so enormous. And that is not what is going to happen in the United States. Beloved, it's already here. It's already happened. I'm thinking of the woman yesterday, I think it was Shannon, who called in Catholic. Her husband just told her because they witnessed some awful masses uh, on Sundays. And her husband just told her about Vatican II. And she was shocked. She didn't know 
Now, I don't know if she was a recent convert. I don't know what the situation, but she wasn't aware at all of Vatican II. Sixty years ago, she was not even aware of it. And the incredible, I don't want to say reparable, but the, the incredible damage that resulted from that awful, awful, awful destruction of the faith and of the people of God. Terrible. Um, and people say, wasn't the Vatican, um, the spirit of the Vatican too was fine, but the, what resulted from it with the clown masses and everything else was, was not what was intended. The fact is, you see a tree by its fruits, and what has ensued from that is not Catholicism, it's debauchery, it's awful. And it led to most people just kind of accepting the Amazon Synod, which is has nothing to do with Catholicism. It's demonism in the church. Um, it's, this is here, beloved. We're talking about Canada, but it's here in the United States. The economy and scientific progress are unquestionably important, but they do not satisfy the essential needs of the human spirit. Unanimity of... Th- Unanimity of thought is the arteriosclerosis of society. Isn't that hardening of the arteries, arteriosclerosis of society? That's what's the veins going through society is being destroyed. Um, Dialogue, dealing with differences of opinion is required in a democratic society. Free citizens believe in the value of dialogue because they believe in the persuasive power of reason. Ideology smothers reason for the sake of unanimity that is held together by power. Liberalism is not liberal when it attempts to force people into a mental straitjacket. As Christopher Dawson has stated in his book, Religion in the Modern State, quote, Once society is launched on the path of secularization, it cannot stop at the halfway house of liberalism. That's us, beloved. We are absolutely a secular country. We are no longer under God. We have many believers, blessed be God. But even most believers, those who claim to be believers, even Catholics, don't go to church and don't believe half of what the church teaches. Once society is launched on the path of secularization, it cannot stop at the halfway house of liberalism. It must go on to the bitter end, whether that end is communism or some alternative type of totalitarianism, totalitarian secularism. Canadian liberals would do well to read Pope Benedict XVI's Statement of Truth and Tolerance. From that book, he quoted... Quote, in all known historical cultures, religion is an essential element of culture, is indeed its determinative center. It, it, it is religion that determines the scale of values and thereby the inner cohesion and hierarchy of all these cultures. End quote. It is the essential element of culture. Why? Because it's the essential element of man, of every one of us. 
You cannot have culture apart from us. The Canadian election is much more significant than merely the election of certain individuals. It has been the election of untruth and intolerance. Beloved, that's where we're at. You know, as I, as I read these articles with you, and I print them out, and, and most of them I read uh, at the program. I, I don't always have time to read them before, but I skim them, and I know that I would like to read them. I'm beginning to feel like we're a news program. <laughs> um, and we have to be aware. We have to be aware. We want to teach the faith. We want to live the faith. We want to encourage one another to live the faith. We do, beloved. But most people are saying, I'm not aware of this, just as Shannon wasn't aware of Vatican II. That's almost, in our day, unbelievable. There are people who are not aware, many people who are not aware, Catholics, who are not aware of the Amazon Synod, who have no clue what a synod is, and they're Catholics. We must be in the world and not of it, but we need to know what's going on. Otherwise, we'll be the frog in the pot of warm water who boils to death because he's not aware that he's in a pot of warm water. He's just very happy and comfortable. Life's working for him. Why should he bother? To be unaware is death. In these days, beloved, to be unaware is death. And to send your children into an evil system You have abandoned your vocation before God because he's given you those children to raise. We need to take drastic steps today. We need to take drastic steps. Some people say, Mother, you're scaring us. Well, I don't ever want to scare someone, but if that's what these articles scare me, they do because the sheep are being taken over with no effort at all. No effort at all. So we need to fight. We need to remain Catholic. We need to be aware of good Catholic groups. Just stick with, stick with Station of the Cross for radio. Stick with LifeSite News for news, um, and you'll be you'll be perfect. You'll be on track. You'll be up to date on what's happening, and then get together with. Try to look for a traditional church, beloved. If your Novus Ordo parish is reverent especially if the priest celebrates Mass at Orientum, that is literally facing toward the east, facing our Lord. If your priest celebrates Mass facing our Lord, then that's reverent. If he doesn't, there's a degree of irreverence in there. But it could still be a good Mass. But if it's not, if it's not a good Mass, I cannot bear to be in a church with female altar service. I just can't bear it. It's, it's a, a it's debauchery. It's, women do not belong on the altar. Simply men. Simply men. You see, and people say, well, what's wrong with that? There, we have female altar service, uh, young girls, and they're very reverent, and they know what to do. Yes, I understand. And I wonder how many of those people in that church uh, um, reject the thought of female deaconesses, which the church is looking at now as a result of the Amazon Synod. You see, you open a window, you open a crack, and the flood comes in of what is irreverent and un-Catholic. It's un-Catholic, beloved. Um, if, you, if you need for any reason to go to a Novus Ordo parish, 
find a reverent one with trained male altar servers where the pattern is used um, below the host so you don't have fragments fragments of, of the host all over the floor when Mass is over. Uh, where the priest teaches the people properly to kneel or at least to do a profound bow and to say amen and to dress modestly. There's no reason why that cannot be uh, that was the the, the, pro, the uh, I almost said Protestant, the Catholic Church that I entered, the, the church in, the parish that I entered, the Catholic Church in, was very reverent. Not an ad orienta mass, but quite reverent. And I didn't understand that then. I didn't even understand then what I understand now. So, uh, do what you can, no matter how inconvenient, to take your children out of a public school and to not buy into public schooling at home. They're calling it homeschooling to fool us because they know that Christians are taking their children out of school and homeschooling them at, at great cost sometimes. So they're offering free, quote-unquote, homeschool programs. Look at that. They're on your side. No, it's demonic. It's a way to get their evil programming into your home of course it's going to be for free stay away from it stay away from any sort of public homeschooling you're simply bringing the evil of our government schools into your homes don't do it beloved you won't overcome it by your parenting those children are going to have things put through their minds that are going to form them um okay beloved Call in, if you wish, with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. At iCatholic Radio, we're blessed to bring you the good news of Jesus Christ through the latest of technology. But don't rely on just one of your mobile devices for listening to iCatholic Radio. Download our free app to all your Android and Apple mobile devices, ensuring you'll never miss a show. That's iCatholic Radio. Great Catholic programming available for download through the Google Play and iTunes Store. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at FaithfulInsight.com and may God bless you.
This is Father Jacek Mazur. Please join me in excerpts from a prayer by St. Basil the Great. O God and Lord of the powers, nail down our flesh with fear of you, and let not our hearts be inclined to words or thoughts of evil, but pierce our souls with your love, that ever contemplating you, being enlightened by you, and discerning you, we may unceasingly render confession and gratitude to you. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. Beloved, we have a whole half hour to ourselves, and you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart, toll free or text at one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We have Nellie on the line. Hello, Nellie from Canada. How are you, dear? Good morning, Mother. I'm great. How are you, Mother? I'm just fine, thanks, Nellie. That's great. Mother, uh, you uh, touched on the topic of uh, Canadian here on this side of the border. Uh, I have plenty to say, and you know when I speak... You always uh, do, Nelly. People... You always do, my... <laughs> you always have plenty to say, and I love you for it, but but it won't be fair to other callers and, and uh, emailers. So. That's the Lebanese passion in us, you know. Uh, we speak, and we never stop speaking, right? Uh, yeah, that's right, Nelly. For that mother, it's not the matter of... Uh, of, uh, you know, not bringing things to a point. But it is sad that there is so much going on that it's hard to to put together in just few sentences, you know. Um, anyways, you spoke of the Canadian uh, government here. Uh, sadly, so Gandhi once said, you can tell a country in its moral values. I am just uh, uh, giving a um, paraphrasing his uh, quote one time by who they choose to lead the country. Of and course. It speaks volume <clears throat> of the Canadian culture. It's a very comatose. They are basically dead people walking. They, it's a very comatose, very. That's what happens that when you. That's what happens when you just look at the history of Hitler, Lenin, Stalin. That's exactly. what happens when you uh, get in, when you, how do I say, persuade your people to be robots and they stop thinking. Yes. And they but do become mother, comatose. Nellie, sweetheart, Canadian, I'm going to ask you to ask your question, honey. The thing <clears> is, when a country, like uh, you saw the thing with the priest who denied uh, your own uh, demonic guy, they're called Biden. Uh, shouldn't this be time for Catholic priests to actually take a position where this so-called Catholic, this man called Trudeau is a so-called Catholic. I call him the devil in flesh. It is because this man sponsors $1 billion of Canadian deficit to murder and slaughter babies called uh, women's rights. I have sent him numerous, numerous phone calls and emails. And this is where, for me, I take government at whatever cost. If it's in the name of Christ, for the immorality and the evil. Well, we should have more like you, Nellie. Sweetheart, I will need to. I'm, I'm with you. All the way, Nellie, I always am, but we're going to need to go on to other callers and emailers. All right, I agree with you, priests, 
um, we applaud the priest in South Carolina who refused former Vice President Biden communion. Every single, well, we have them. They're just not living their vocation. They're just not living their vocation if they give the Eucharist to public figures who uh, publicly support abortion or any immoral cause. Then we have those, but they're not living. I pray that they would wake up themselves before it's too late for them. Thank you. Keep praying for them, Nellie. God bless you, dear one. God bless you, honey. Uh, We have an email from Peter. We actually began Peter's email yesterday. Um, but I didn't have time to finish it, so um, I'm going to read it from the beginning quickly, and I won't comment through it as I did yesterday, because we need to get to the end and to other emails. But Peter says, Good afternoon, Mother Miriam. I trust this email finds you in great health and spirits. I came across the Station of the Cross on 1060 a.m. here in Massachusetts quite by accident a few weeks ago. I had just finished assembling one transistor a.m. Uh, by accident a few weeks ago. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I lost the sentence. I had just finished assembling a one-transistor AM radio like those from the 1950s from scratch. Well, it worked. Boy, did it work. The first station I tuned to here uh, in Retham, Massachusetts, was 1060 AM WQOM in Natick, Massachusetts, broadcasting Mother Miriam Live. Look at that. After listening for a while, I was hooked. What a great and inspirational program. For this, I thank you and love you. Thank you, Peter. Being on vacation this week, he says, I have turned it, I have it tuned in all the time while painting the barn. The more I listen, the more I am hooked. You know, to be honest with you, I have offered... I have suffered, I'm sorry, I'm messing this reading up. I have suffered ups and downs just like everyone else. Something was missing in my life, and I could not put my finger on it. Through your programming, I have found the answer. I don't need to tell you what it is either. Perhaps coming across the Station of the Cross was not an accident after all. And he continues, the real inspiration for writing this, as you were, I too, was born Jewish. I am 50% Ukrainian, 25% Austrian, and 25% Hungarian. And I told Peter yesterday that I'm, I'm 50-50 Ukrainian and Hungarian. Our, our parents are uh, Hungarian and Ukrainian Jews, and all our grandparents as well. All three sides were devastated by the Holocaust. I was, for the most part, into Judaism, though my through my bar mitzvah on June 3, 1967. I suppose that I followed through as it was the right thing to do. After that, I seemed to slide. I felt I had done what I should have done. <clears throat> my cantor made a statement while I was preparing for my bar mitzvah that always stuck with me. Quote, we as Jews don't feel that Judaism is the perfect religion, end quote. Well, I read that through without comment yesterday, Peter, but I have no clue what your, um, what form of Judaism you're in. It's a God-given faith. It's the God-given religion. How could you say what God has given is not perfect? The reason it's not perfect anymore 
is because, well, the people within it are imperfect apart from being born again um, and apart from the fulfillment of Judaism in Catholicism. So all of that does make sense. Being an inquisitive person, I always felt that something was missing in my religious spirituality. From an early age, I was always fascinated with Catholicism. I never dared mention it to anyone for fear of of the wrath I would have experienced. Maybe, Peter, at an early age, you were fascinated with Catholicism because it is indeed the full measure of Judaism, and you didn't know that. Peter continues, I remember my elders always speaking of um, the Gentiles and using other words that weren't very flattering. Um, I knew uh, just just other dialects for that. I knew that this was not right. The older I became, the more I was drawn to Catholicism. Oh, beloved, there's the music for our break. I'm determined to finish Peter's email today. So give a call in if you wish during the break. When we come back, I am going to finish Peter's email. God bless you, beloved. We'll be right back from the break. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download on your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community. Connect with us through social media and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. We have a little over 15 minutes left, so I invite you, if you have anything on your heart, to call in or text toll-free 1-877-511-5483, and you can email as well at motheratthestationofthecross.com. We're right in the middle of Peter's email, which we began yesterday, and I promised Peter I'd finish it today. So Peter also grew up Jewish. Um, from Eastern Europe, his his uh, heritage, and he has always been, from a young child, fascinated with Catholicism. <clears throat> and he says this, My wife of almost 40 years is 50% Catholic and 50% Methodist. Well, um, your wife may think that, but she is not 50% Catholic and 50% Methodist. You, It's impossible. You're either Catholic or you're not. You're either Catholic or you're not. If you're Catholic, then you believe what the church teaches, not 50%, but 100%. It may be that she goes to both churches, but she is not both. She, If she goes Catholic and Methodist, she is not Catholic. It's very important to understand that. Because... Uh, if she thinks she's 50% Catholic, tell her she's the wrong 50%. Because to be Catholic at all is to believe that you're in the church that our Lord established, that he promised to lead into all truth till the end of time, and against, against which the gates of hell will not prevail. And you cannot believe that. You cannot believe the Eucharist is truly the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ through um, the Catholic priesthood. Um, and then be part Methodist. You cannot do that. So she doesn't understand her Catholic faith. <clears throat> Probably doesn't understand Methodism either. Um, begun by Wesley, uh, who again uh, left the Catholic faith. So um, he says, Peter says of his wife, she's an only child and was never religious at all. I don't believe she has any religious jewelry. That is why we probably have made a success of our union. Well, that makes a little sense then. We have no children. She knows nothing of these feelings I have. My question to you is this. Where should I begin on this journey? I seem to learn more toward, I seem to lean more toward Russian, Ukrainian Orthodox. I love the quote-unquote old believers. I guess it doesn't matter which area of Catholicism you follow, I believe to be a true Christian, you just need to be Catholic. That's exactly right. I am drawn to the teachings of St. Seraphim of Sarov and St. Maximilian Kolbe. Please offer me some guidance. Whom should I contact? Thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you, Peter. Um, I don't know where you live, <clears throat> But I had spoken at a very wonderful Catholic, not Orthodox, Catholic, Orthodox, Catholic, solid Catholic, but Orthodox would be um, uh, not Catholic, would be a part of the Eastern Church that broke away. 
<clears throat> but Catholic Byzantine Ukrainian, a church in Vancouver, and I was in heaven, closer to the synagogue than I've ever been, in its reverence, in its worship, it's just magnificent. So I would say, Peter, um, take a look and see if you could find a very good and holy, because many of the Byzantine and other rites uh, that are Catholic um, have also kind of let down on their holiness and their practices and their customs, and they become more like Novus Ordo Masses. So I would say look for... Um, a very holy Catholic um, Ukrainian Byzantine church and approach the pastor and ask him to begin to give you instruction. If that church is not near you, I would find, if you possibly can, a Latin parish, a good parish that celebrates the extraordinary form of the Mass and go approach the priest and ask him to to help you, all right, and um, and to give you instruction into the church. Neither priest will refuse that. I don't believe I, either one of them has have RCIA classes, right, of initiation for Christian adults. That started in the Nova Soto Church, and it can be taught by any lay person, and is usually quite problematic. Let the priests give you instruction into the church. So that's my suggestion. Um, you might be aware of Roy Shoman, a magnificent uh, author and Jewish convert into the church. He was an Orthodox Jew, and God let him into the fulfillment of Judaism, which is also the full measure of Christianity in the Catholic Church. If you go to Roy's site, salvationisfromthejews.com, you can order his one of his two books, or both of them, First, Salvation is from the Jews, and it's the story of salvation from Abraham right through to the second coming of the Messiah. And then the other book is um, called Honey from the Rock. That's the end of Psalm 81. Honey from God gave them honey from the rock, and it's the story of 16 Jews who entered the Catholic Church believing it was not the rejection of Judaism, but its fulfillment. Uh, my own story and my brother's story uh, is included in that book as well. So uh, hopefully those will give you a good start. You can also take a look online at the Association of Hebrew Catholics, hebrewcatholic.net, um, secondexodus.com on the web. Wonderful, wonderful sites. <clears throat> we have a call from Ralph in Braintree, Massachusetts. Hi, Ralph. Mother, good morning. Good morning, uh, dear. I'm calling I know you're I know you're pressed for time, so I will make this quick. I want to thank you for your encouragement of the extraordinary form of the mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, since last New Year's I have been getting to church early and seeing the introductory rites of the of the extraordinary form prior to Good. going to the Novus Ordo. And mm-hmm. I have learned them all the way to the Gloria. And um, I say those every morning, and at the time of the offertory, I use the extraordinary form of the offertory prayers because I find them more meaningful and more reverent. Of course. And and I wish they could put those prayers back into the Novus Ordo. Actually, I wish they would. Actually, I, you know, if they wanted to put the, the Mass into the Vulgate, that's fine. 
but they should have stayed with the prayers of the Tridentine form. I agree. Uh, and I, 100%. I, I want to ask, I just have one question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spoke with Adam a, a couple of days ago, and um, I'm curious as to whether you believe that the consecration that Our Lady asked for on the 29th of, of January in 1939 has been, or in 1929, has been accomplished. Actually, it was the 13th of July, 1929. Um, I um, wish I could answer that, Ralph. Um, there are those who say it was. There are those who say it was not. Um, it, 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 I've, I've almost, uh, leaned toward those who say it was not, not properly done, at least. Uh, yeah, I, I, John, yeah, John I, Paul, this, go ahead. I, I, I can't see how you can consecrate something without naming it. And That's in the that point. consecration, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. in the, in that, con- in that consecrated form, he never named Russia by name. That's exactly right. So, um... And it wasn't in union with all the bishops. So it, there's others. I got an article from a friend that I have yet to read um, uh, that she thinks shows that the consecration was done and that uh, Lucia, the seer, said that Our Lady was satisfied. I, don't, I just don't know. I, I, I just don't have that confidence. But I'll continue to read for sure. Uh, but I just don't know, Ralph. I, um, to my knowledge, it wasn't done, but my knowledge is limited, so that's that's the best I can do. Mother, thank you so very much for taking my call, and, and uh, God bless you for the work that you're doing. Thank you, Ralph, and God bless you, too. I hear your heart, and I wish there were more of them. God bless you, dear brother. We have an email from Donna who writes, Hello, Mother Miriam. I've really been enjoying your show. I write to you once. I wrote to you once before, but I didn't get a reply. Uh, That's okay. Maybe you didn't understand the previous question. No biggie. It wasn't that important. Well, Donna, if you wrote through the Station of the Cross and you emailed, I get every email they pass on to me. So either your email, for some reason that I don't won't know, was not passed on to me for some reason, or I did answer it. I answer every email that I get um, on the program. I can't always answer every email I get directly to us because uh, I have 2,000 I haven't answered. I just can't keep up. But on the program, I answer every one. Um, but it may be that it was a day that sometimes I, I can't answer them for a couple of weeks. So it may be a day you didn't listen. In any case, um, uh, Donna says, I have a better one. Okay, well, we'll handle this one, dear Donna. Uh, she says, you've said previously that you are adamant that Catholics cannot or should not learn anything from Protestants. Oh, my goodness. Part of the problem, Donna not just with you, but with so many people, is that they either mishear me or they put it in their own, as they've understood it. I would never say such a thing. I was an evangelical Protestant for 18 years. I am eternally grateful for them and for the pastor that led me to Christ. They are committed, they are zealous, they are wonderful. I would not say 
that someone cannot or should not learn anything from Protestants. That would be ridiculous. We should learn from Protestants. We should learn from Muslims. We should learn from Jews and atheists. We need to learn um, from those made in the image of God and how will we ever help them into the faith if we don't learn what they think and what they believe. We need to learn. My point with Protestants is that, not with Protestants, but with Catholic, particularly Catholic moms and dads who will send their teenagers to a Protestant youth group because the Catholic Church has nothing. And I've said in that case, you will make your children Protestant. You are doing them a great harm and disservice. If you want a Catholic youth group and your church has none, get together with some parents and start one. But don't send your children to a Protestant group because they will leave the Catholic faith. And if you're looking for a women's Bible study, I've said in the past, um, there are many good Catholic Bible studies that you can order, that you can get online, get a few women together, and you can have a Catholic Bible study. Um, If you go to a Protestant women's Bible study, you will gradually no longer be Catholic. I'm, I'm telling you this. Um, I've had Protestant women say, oh no, they read the Bible, they, we don't talk about Mary and, and the Eucharist. Well, what kind of a Bible study is that? You don't talk about the beloved uh, mother, what kind of a Bible study is that? She leads us to Christ. You don't talk about the Eucharist, you never read John chapter 6 or anything else, you see, uh, then you're not doing a Bible study. Let me go on with Donna. I just wanted to clarify, Donna, what I said. <clears throat> Donna says, but I had a problem over the course of the last few years where my marriage was falling apart. I was desperate for help. I could not access anything truly beneficial from Catholic resources. And believe me, I tried. Well, I believe that you tried. I don't know where, how you tried. I don't know what books you read. I don't know what sources you accessed. She says, I found a podcast from a Protestant woman, the Marriage Mentor podcast, which gives truly biblical advice for marriages. Now, you have to believe they're biblical from a Protestant point of view. Protestants do not believe um, using the scriptures what Catholics believe using the scriptures. She says, it's a great, in capital letters, podcast. As a cradle Catholic, I had never heard of biblical submission well that's unfortunate all you have to do is pick up the bible yourself i'm being a little hard on you donna because you haven't had a real catholic upbringing that's the problem and she said i had no idea what it meant as a woman of the world i needed to recognize how i was thinking wrongly and see what my purpose is as a woman in marriage my hubby and i grew a lot from all that I haven't found a single piece of advice from her that directly contradicts Catholic teaching. It may not contradict it, but it's not going to complete it. That may be good as a help, beloved. I'm not going to be able to finish her email. I'll tackle it tomorrow. Truly, the the end of it, I I will, dear one. Um, You see, much of Protestant teaching, you'll learn, may not contradict Catholic teaching, but it omits what is absolutely crucial in Catholic teaching, and that is the enemy's subtle way of making us, drawing us away from the faith. 
So, um, and she says, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>